It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Osdell. Hi, I'm James Van Osdell. This right here, this is car con carne. We're not in the car. Sometimes I do things remotely, like tonight. Caracon Carne episode number, oh my God, 720. Scroll, 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 scroll. 727. 727. It's a palindrome. Coming up on Caracon Carne, the people behind Star Union Spirits. We're going to do that just before Rum Fest, which is happening in Logan Square this weekend. Also, next week, I'll be visiting Logan Square to hang out at Duplex. We'll talk about that awesome restaurant concept. And in the next couple of weeks or so, it'll be the long-awaited return of a Carcone Carne favorite. The person behind the fantastic Carcone Carne theme song, he's a smoking pope, he's a solo artist, Josh Caterer will be back on the show. And if you missed it yesterday, I'm recording this on Monday the 25th, had an amazing conversation with Liv Warfield. Liv Warfield, who you may know from New Power Generation, Prince's backing band. She's a fantastic solo artist. She joined me for dinner and conversation outside Haymarket in the West Loop. That's live on all the platforms. I really enjoyed talking to her. She's just incredible. And her voice is just a force of nature. I think when I introduced her, I said that her voice could change the course of Mighty Rivers. Not unlike Superman, she's awesome. But tonight, I, I get to welcome someone, a friend who's been on the show a couple times, who is just an incredible songwriter. Joining me, I'm pulling him up from the Zoom green room. It is David McMillan of the band Fort Francis. And I brought, look what I brought for show and tell, Fort Francis Records. Ah, hey, man, I'm going to have a new one to add to your collection. How soon? Based on, well, you know, based on, well, the record's done, but actually putting it on a vinyl record, um, it seems like it's going to be a while, but I guarantee it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> uh, would that be the supply chain issue we hear so much about? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah. it is no joke for records it's crazy yeah like Wait. i i uh i'm not sure i mean i i don't know where what ours will be yet um the i'm like talking to someone who has who works with a plant but like i mean i i, I certainly think the end of the year a lot of the places that a lot of the records that i've wanted to buy i just uh i was just just hit checkout on this band typhoon their album i love that band they're really good and I think it said shipping in sometime in 2023. That was just all it said. <laughs> See, I, there's part of me that kind of likes this. Like during the pandemic, I ordered a ton of records. That was my that was my yep. connection with the outside world. Every now and then a record would show up at my door. I'm like, oh, look, something from the outside world. This is exciting. That's yeah. kind of the way I feel about ordering records now because nothing's coming on any sort of reasonable timetable six months, 12 months, 18 months down the road, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really excited when they start showing up at my door. Like I'll forgotten totally. that I ordered them. It'll be a nice treat. And the thing that doesn't bother me either is I, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like we all get too much like instantly. Everything's like delivered via drone in like five minutes. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I actually think that things that are, that you agree, you actually say, that's fine. I'll wait for them or, like kind of special. <laughs> I, I agree with that. It is a very on-demand a la carte culture. I saw complaints about Moon Knight, the, the Disney plus Marvel 
cinematic universe show, okay. uh, which I, I have my own like storytelling issues with. But one of the complaints was they didn't release all the episodes at once. Now, when you you see yeah. TV shows show up on HBO or Netflix or Disney Plus, if it's not something you can immediately binge, people are outraged. Like, I can't believe they're doing this episodically on a weekly basis, you know, like yeah. TV did. But that that's the be, culture. That's exactly what you're talking about. Like, everyone has to ha- have everything right now. Man, it's such a weird thing. I mean, if you think about it that way, like that, if you translate that to the way the rest of the things that we do for like fun or entertainment, that would be like if every time you and I went to a restaurant, we were like, you don't have a buffet. <sighs> I'm out of here. You know, I, I'm only here if I can have everything as much as I want until I'm like, oh, all right, I'll just lie down on the couch. Like, yeah, like that, that, I, I actually like the episodic I don't know uh, that show. I don't know Moon Knight, but I don't know what well, that is. But I, I do like stuff that I have to wait for. Uh, Better Call Saul, another example. You got to wait weekly yeah. for that. Yeah. In fact, yeah. we're recording this on a Monday, and that's what I'm going to do when I'm done editing this, is I'm going to watch the new episode of Better Call Saul. Nice. Yeah. See? And you got something to look forward to. Uh, speaking of buffets, when was the last time you had a buffet at a restaurant? You know, I was, I was a very, I was a, like, I was way ahead of the germaphobe train. So I did not have like I was I was always skeptical of things that people could just go up and sneeze on and touch. So it had been a while for me for a buffet, um, even pre pre uh, all of this COVID stuff. Um, that's a good. That's a really good question. Maybe um, a pizza buffet like circa high school or college. So I mean, quite a while ago. <laughs> But for people who are just listening to the podcast, which I encourage you to do on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, et cetera, David McMillan of Fort Francis looks like the cool philosophy professor you had in college. <laughs> I wish I could have that at the job, actually. That'd be yeah, a good you, one. You got the blazer, you got the, like, the blue button down, you got bottles of bourbon over your right shoulder, maybe some old magazines. So books. Yeah, I've got records, too, and some books. Um, yeah, like, let's see, I just read this. What is the what? Do you, do you uh, read David Eggers? I, you're, you're not the first person to ask me, and I never have. You, you dig it. I, like, I mean, this, this is just one of his many books, but um, I, I would say he's probably my, yeah, he's probably my, favorite, my favorite writer. I love that. And again, you look like a philosophy professor. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you pulled out like Sartre or, or Descartes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not that. I, I can't. I'm not that deep. Yeah, I need to be if I'm going to apply for tenure as my philosophy <laughs> that's, professor. That's job. exactly yeah. right. So, Fort Francis, <laughs> yes, you, you said there's an album ready to go. And at some point when it'll get it'll be able to get pressed, it'll get pressed. But we've heard from this new batch of songs, If You Look Hard Enough, a song that is self-described by you as the most optimistic Fort, Fort Francis song we've ever heard. Don't be sad. Don't be scared. You're just lost and unprepared. Open your eyes. There's a heaven everywhere. If you look hard enough. David, this is this is inspirational. It's positive. Coming out of the past couple of years, which sucked balls for musicians, where did the spirit yeah. come from? Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with you more on the suck, sucking <laughs> balls element for uh, for anyone in in uh, in anything that relied on bringing people together in terms of their income. Um, and many, and, and not even just those, but but many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, the the that song in particular certainly the most optimistic song I've ever written. Um, 
the main thrust of it. Well, I guess I'd say this. I got, I, I had, could you ever get COVID? Never did. Never See, did. Now, now, you, now you jinxed it. Now, 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 I'm no, no. <laughs> no, man. I know. Honestly, I don't think I'd like, you're too good of a guy. I think the universe has it so that that, that shit will just stay away from you. I am not. I'm a philosophy professor and I'm a dark, I'm a dark human being. So I got it. I got it at uh, the end of November in 2020. But it sucked. I was, I was like pretty down for the count for, for like a full week. Um, but you know, obviously I'm, I'm okay, but it, it was, it was, it was pretty rough. And, um, and I started, and I had been writing songs before that. And again, November also important in the uh, electoral cycle of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like through the summer of 2020, just like because we started a record before that and they were all kind of like it was almost like a continuation of the front page of the modern age or, or record from 2019. Um, but maybe uh, maybe even more despondent <laughs> um, in terms of wondering like what where the world would go. But uh Honestly, I think it was a really good like reminder between getting COVID, the election not completely uh, shitting the bed, um, and and feeling like maybe uh, the we, world. We call that Amber Herding now. Yeah. Oh. Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I I started writing like I you know I'd say the it was almost like the songwriting kind of did you know did a one eighty at the end of twenty twenty and into the beginning of twenty twenty one. Um, and the, and the, the songs were, you know, they, they were certainly the most, you know, the most optimistic stuff I've ever written. I'll send you the whole album. Um, and then, uh, and then in May, well, May, yeah, in May, um, of 2021, my wife and I found out we were, we were having a kid. Um, and so that was like, you know, you can either look at it in one respect of like, oh my God, what are we bringing this human into? Uh, when you watch the news or you can look at it in a very uh, rewarding um, perspective, which is what I certainly did. And just how awesome it is to, um, to have a new, you know, obviously a new addition to the family, but just a new challenge. That is something I have never, <laughs> uh, I, I, our, our son is sleeping in the room behind these bottles of bourbon. Um, <laughs> and he's now he'll turn five months uh, next week. Um, it came early, well, first, like way c- early. Congratulations. That, that's yeah, huge. Thanks, man. Thank and you. I, I yeah. get it. It's, it's funny. I, I'm a few years older than you, David. Um, but my first <laughs> child, look at <laughs> thank you. What's well, the gray? Come on. Uh, my first child was born in December of 2001. So oh, man. as of nine 11, I'm like, Oh my God, what, what am I bringing this kid into? I mean, similar thoughts like is, you know, you're, as we're rolling out of the pandemic or around in the pandemic, same thing. Like, how do I even approach this? But I, you kind of choose which direction to go in emotionally. And I think we, we both netted out in the same place. Yeah. And it's a really good, it's a good place to be in, you know, like, I don't, I mean, like I'm, I'm 37. Um, like, you know, there, you, like having having a kid is such a good reminder that like life actually is can be really awesome because all they do like once they start to you know get personalities is smile and like i mean they still cry and scream and you know don't sleep well but like but like everything feel there's just a lot of you know there's just like everything is possible kind of thing um and if you look at it that way and you think of it as good things being possible man it really really um gives you a nice kick in the ass to smile a lot so that's what I've been doing. I've been smiling a lot. 
Oh, that's <laughs> a great that Honestly, for like for like a decade, wrote like mostly sad songs about like the end of the world. Like I was, I've been writing about the end of the world for like a long time, um, well before the pandemic. I just thought, <laughs> so it's kind of funny to talk about how, yeah, yeah, how optimistic I am. But I am, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's a really good like life affirming and, and kind of just reshaping the way you think about things. I love that. And you did an acoustic version. Of the, yeah. Is yeah. that kind of, is that kind of your thing? Like multiple versions? You did that with fantasy of youth. I, I think so. I mean, I like it. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the first songwriter by any means who has said like, you know, a song should be able to stand on its own, you know, without lots of mm-hmm. production happening. But like, I um I really like those I like those alternate takes that like maybe let the lyrics sit a little more and also just like they just feel different. Um so I've recorded unplugged things for most of the stuff on this new album. Um it's just I don't know, I, I like I think um I'm like I've gotten really into production type stuff in the last over the last, you know, five years or whatever. But um, you know, it should still be able to stand on its own on like a piano or a guitar. And if it can do that, I think it's, you know, it's pretty, it's worth adding to the catalog of the, the, the massive mountain of music that is being released, <laughs> um, today, you know, uh, thinking back about vinyl, looking at this approach from a vinyl perspective, you've got your A side, the band production, yep. the B, the B side is the, uh, yeah. piano version, which should be cool. Yeah. I'd buy that, I'd buy that seven inch tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, well, thank you. It'll, it won't be ready for at least two years, but I'll let you know. <laughs> and the, the album you referenced or that we are referencing will be called Look at What Tomorrow Brought Us. Yep. Yeah. And how, are we looking at 10 songs, 12 songs? Uh, it's 10, although it's funny. Like, so yeah, the album's definitely done. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll actually, I'll send it to you when we get off the, off this, uh, this Zoom call. I mean, it's, it's, it's not mastered, but it's, it's done. But it's funny because um, the the other, which we we might have talked about this in Chile. One 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 silver lining is like we recorded a lot. Like we and, and we were. I'm still recording. I was just at. Um, we've been doing it at Shirk Studios. I don't know if you know that. It's in Ukrainian village. He, um, Stephen Shirk is just he's awesome. Um, it's uh, it's a really cool spot. So we've been going there um, at least once a month, and you know more when we can. So. The album's done, but I would say the next album is like kind of halfway done too. Because um, like with nothing else to do, it was nice to just write a bunch of music and then and to and to just have lots of space to go record it. Um, so so yeah, so so that one's done, and the yeah the next one hopefully won't be too far <laughs> too far after that. Well, what's amazing to me when I started to think about it, you've been making music under the Ford Francis umbrella for over ten years now. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Isn't that awesome yeah. to think about? It actually, yeah. On, on one hand, it feels like feels strange, like like where did the time go, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But on the other, it's uh, it's really rewarding because, like, I I feel like I actually feel proud of everything we've ever released. Which um, overall, like that's that's good i feel like i i did the singer songwriter thing before before francis stuff and some of that stuff i would say i'm not i you know it, it was like a it was uh 
it reminded me of the first band I was ever in was called Trial and Error, like when I was like like super young. There were a lot of errors in the solo stuff too. So, uh, so the four Francis I'm really proud of because I, I I don't I don't feel like there's anything to be like ashamed of. <laughs> I Which love is it. Kinda all, I don't, it's kind of all you want to do, you know, when you make music. So with all these new songs ready to go and kind of bubbling up, uh, things we might that tomorrow might bring us, so to speak, like what like what I did there. Um, will I we do. be able to see? Will we be able to see you play? Do you have anything coming? Definitely, up? definitely will. We don't have it's. It's funny, like um, we we definitely will. It'll probably be in the fall, like with uh, having a new. So our our son, his name is Walter. He came two months early, so everything was kind of like everything was was like um, was uh, like crazy <laughs> for a while, mm-hmm. um, and so now we're just getting back into the swing of feeling like we can book shows and it's crazy because there's so many, there's so many bands touring that even trying to play the shows we want to play. Um, we can't really do that this, this summer. It's hard for me to tour for a little bit. Um, but when we do, um, it's also just, there's just a, there's just a backlog of shows. The timing in a weird way was serendipitous with the birth of your yeah. son. Like, yeah. Okay. We we can't do anything anyway because of the the touring situation. And <laughs> yeah. All that. So great. We'll cool our heels and then you know kick some ass in the yeah. fall. Yeah. So we will. Um. Yeah. It'll probably. I, I would guess it'll probably be in September, starting in September. Um. But I'm really psyched about. It. Like I can't. I like can't wait to play this stuff live. It's funny to to like make this much stuff and have never played it for anyone. Sure. I've never. We've never done that. Normally we like try out stuff. Um, you know, just kind of kick it, you know, kick it around and see if anything's good, like in front of people. And we haven't, um, obviously with this stuff, but, um, so yeah, so there's like, uh, there's more pent up energy than I've, than I've ever had with this stuff, which is great. And and I get the whole inability to go out while the the, the child is that young. There's that guilt implied and and actually direct like, oh, good. You're going to go play for a couple hours. I'll just be here. That's fine. You go, yeah, no, you, go yeah. you go off with your yeah. friends and play your little <laughs> songs. That's great. I'll just take care of the, the, yeah. yeah. So, so it'll be good to, you know, give a little more time uh-huh. between that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about restaurants and buffets. You and I need to dine soon. We're over. Man, for... I would love to. Yeah. Anytime and anywhere. Where's your, where you're, I mean, you, you were like, where, where, if you had to pick a spot right now, you would say that's my favorite restaurant. Where would it be? See, I, here's the thing i would be totally comfortable going to elmwood park and going for a beef sausage combo at johnny's let's do that let's do that just stand outside or sit outside and just get the au jus going down our forearms (laughs) i'm into that yeah let's just let's man it up i'm a standing outside diner i like standing really more than than sitting yeah yeah i don't even understand why you know like the seating thing, you can be there for a long time. I like this. Like the first time we went to um, to Spain to San Sebastian, which is like the I didn't know it's like the place that like Anthony Bourdain always they have pinchos. They're like the the bikes basically. Mm, right, right. And so that entire culture is like it's basically bar hopping but with food. So everyone just stands wherever they go and they eat small amounts and you go lots of places. So it's like. It's like a playlist for food. 
You know, you're I like, well, I guess I'll just discover this other stuff. I'll just walk to the next place. It's great. See, now, what I was also going to say before I said Johnny's, I love going for sushi for a lot of the reasons you're describing. You don't lock yourself into one yeah. food for the night. You can keep trying different shit. And <laughs> you don't like it, you keep moving on. I love that idea. Good for the commitment averse diner. Yeah. Yeah. Or just the the really open-minded diner. You know, that's, I, I, yeah, that's a better way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to switch from this avocado roll. It's time for squid. It's time for eel. Bring it on. Let's try that. Yeah. Awesome. Put, put that on some seaweed. Let's let's make this a thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So David McMillan of Fort Francis. If people want to hear both versions of "If You Look Hard Enough," it's everywhere, right? Anywhere you can stream music. Everywhere you can listen to music. Yep. And we can buy it on Bandcamp. Yep. Yeah. Bandcamp's the way. Yeah. Bandcamp's the place to do it. Yeah. Uh, what else can we get on your Bandcamp? I love sending people to Bandcamp. I, I I think you can get everything that we have um, on Bandcamp. See, now here's the thing. If you're listening or watching, it may not be until fall when we can see Fort Francis. Now is your time to catch up. Here's your chance to binge Fort Francis before seeing them live. I like that. Thanks, you know, I together. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. you're, you're, you're a pro at this. Sure. Uh, David, Fort Francis, I, I, you know, I love your band. Thank you for coming back on the show. James, I love your show. Thanks for having me on, man, as always.